0: According to Wikipedia, the phoenix is an immortal bird associated with Greek mythology that cyclically regenerates or is otherwise born again. Associated with the sun, a phoenix obtains new life by rising from the ashes of its predecessor. Some legends say it dies in a show of flames and combustion, others that it simply dies and decomposes before being born again. Not that there was any fiery combustion nor decomposition of any sorts. Art Wonderful, after a lengthy hiatus, is back. Reborn, as it were, and today rises from the proverbial ashes. Shall we see what this newly reborn podcast has in store for us? Let's do that, shall we? In four, three, two. Hello, art enthusiasts and art lovers. Welcome to episode 25 of Art Wonderful, the podcast where art is a religion. I'm your host, Nicholas Harper. I'm broadcasting from my art studio deep within the Rogue Buddha Gallery that's here in the heart of the Northeast Arts District in Brittle, although a bit thawed out today, Minneapolis, Minnesota. I want to thank you for joining me as we explore everything the arts has to offer. It's the mission of this podcast to spread the gospel of the arts, their essential value to our everyday lives, and to offer a deep dive exploration into this most mysterious Wait a minute, back it up, back it up, beep, 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 this deep dive business. Is it just me, or is that phrase popping up everywhere these days? I swear I hear it everywhere, and I have to say, well, it's kind of getting on my nerves if I'm being honest. It's like the word bespoke or even worse, curated. Everything is bespoke, and everything is curated these days. Well, moving forward, I just might have to x name on the deep dive-nay. We shall see. Anywho, as I was saying, the intention of this podcast is to offer a deep dive <clears throat> exploration into this most mysterious of subjects. You can learn more about myself, the Rogue Buddha Gallery, this podcast, And those we have on the show by visiting us online at roguebuddha.com. Click podcast from the menu. Well, hello there. Happy New Year and welcome back to Art Wonderful. Certainly is a pleasure blessing, and an honor to be back here on the microphone. I've missed you all. Well, rest assured, I don't plan on ever taking that big of a hiatus again. It has, after all, been well over a year since I released an episode of what is, in all actuality, one of my favorite artistic endeavors. So why exactly has it been so long since I last dropped an episode? Well, to quote the birds, to everything, turn, turn, turn. There is a season, turn, 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 and a time to every purpose under heaven. And so, well, it was my turn, whether I knew it or not, or even intended it or not, to enter a bit of a cyclical hibernation, to let my creative juices flow down different rivulets and tributaries, and to otherwise focus my attention on other things. But just as the new year offers us an opportunity for metaphorical rebirth, And, just as the parable of the phoenix emphasizes what might just be an integral and unavoidable aspect of existence, so too, I'm taking this opportunity to again foray into the webosphere of podcasts and reignite Art Wonderful with the intention of releasing episodes once again on the regular. Now, I've said it in the past that I was going to try and release episodes on a somewhat regular basis, to have some sort of structure— like when I first began making episodes. But if I've learned anything from the past year, it's that my creative juices, where making episodes are concerned, just can't be forced. Over the past year, I had many starts and stops in attempting to release a new episode. But ultimately, I just didn't have that spark of passion, which is so vital and necessary to the creative process. I think everyone who has ever embarked on the creative process has, at one time or another, come up against that formidable wall we like to call artist block. Well, while I can honestly say that I have felt that spark of passion reigniting for the past few weeks, the one thing I won't say is that I'm in control of it, where releasing episodes is concerned. To that end, I won't make any promises as to the regularity or frequency of episodes to be released in 2023. What I can tell you, however, is that I have nothing but the best of intentions to release episodes more on the frequent. I think there's a parable about good intentions, something about pavement or something or another. Well, we'll ignore that for now. If you're curious what's changed, what's fueling this new spark of passion and got that old phoenix flapping its wings again, well, it's simple. It's other artists and those working in the creative fields. While I certainly love sharing my own perspective on the arts, what really has me motivated for 2023 is sharing the perspective of those that I respect in the arts and those that inspire me. I'm looking forward to bringing you a number of episodes featuring these people, and hopefully they'll bring a little spark to your life and get your wings flapping a little faster too. After all, that is the other big impetus and inspiration behind this podcast. Namely, to preach the gospel of the arts and how essential they are in our everyday lives. And so it's time to get back behind the pulpit. But don't worry, I won't keep you too long, and hopefully, I won't bore you. If nothing else, at least there's no judgment or words of eternal damnation and all that guilt stuff most religions rake in millions selling. <clears throat> Snarky? As it's been a while since our last episode, and it's the beginning of a new year, before we get to those aforementioned interviews and forthcoming episodes, I thought I would take the opportunity to use today's episode for a bit of reflection. Isn't that, after all, what the new year is all about? Slowing down, thinking upon the past year, and envisioning what it is we look forward to or wish to manifest for the next. These moments of calm reflection, well, they're crucial. It's absolutely insane how quickly time passes, and so slowing down and reflecting, it's healthy once in a while, methinks. After all, before you know it, life can sweep on by in a blink, and a whole year can pass between releasing a podcast episode. While certainly I had quite a big chunk of time for calm reflection during the mandatory closures a couple years back, don't get me started on what businesses are essential, I digress, That time of rest quickly came to a halt last year, when the Rogue Buddha Gallery resumed a full exhibition and event schedule. While time had seemed to slow down to a snail's pace, for me, a perk of the previous year's shenanigans, it wasted a little time in speeding back to full throttle in 2022. To be honest, the return to a full schedule, well, it caught me a bit off guard. I was out of practice and didn't have my game legs, as it were. The return to constant activity in the gallery, once again mingling among the public and playing host while invigorating, and the things I love most about having a brick-and-mortar gallery, well, it also threw me for a loop. Trade secret, I'm a bit of an introvert. I'm most comfortable by my lonesome, whether at the easel, walking in state parks, reading books, writing, or just watching the birds out my back window. This is where I feel most, well, me. I, of course, had to learn to get over this need for solitary isolation when I opened the rogue Buddha gallery to the public. While it's been quite a learning curve for sure, I'm now quite comfortable with the public and sharing my personal space with others. In fact, I often thrive on it, hence my consternation when forced to shutter the business from the public for a stint. Erm, um, I digress. All that being said, I was out of practice energetically, when I reopened the gallery. Perhaps if you're an artist who exhibits at ArtaWorm or some other gallery crawl, studio crawl, or art fair, you might know what I'm talking about here when I say energetically. I've often heard from non-artists the question as to why events like ArtaWorld, which is a huge studio crawl here in northeast Minneapolis, doesn't happen more often. Why not weekly? While that sounds amazing for the general public. I tend to think it sounds like a horrendous idea for most artists. It takes a lot of time and energy to prepare for an open studio crawl. And this is time and energy that could be spent on the actual act of creating art in the first place. You know, the thing that makes an artist an artist. Then take into consideration the fact that the studio, well, it's a bit of a sacred space. This is the artist's temple. It's a space separate from the outside world. From the quote-unquote real world, if you will. It's a place of imagination, where ideas are born, of investigation and curiosity, contemplation and meditation, and of course of frustrating failures and exhilarating triumphs. And every artist's studio is different. It's an outward expression of the artist's inner world. Some are clean and organized, while others are complete and utter messes. (laughs) Now, that isn't to say that the artist's inner world is a mess, mind you. It's really just a reflection of their creative process, perhaps finding calm and balance out of the chaos, if you will. This is typically how my studio presents itself, if allowed to. But the point is, making a studio which is really intended for one person, the artist, and to be a place of work, available to the public, well, it requires a big commitment of time and energy both physically, making it safe for others to enter, and emotionally, and allowing others into your process, into your inner sanctum. In relation to, say, the Jewish temple or a tabernacle, this would be the Holy of Holies, where man communicates with God. Hyperbolic, perhaps, but also perhaps not. So getting back to energetic exhaustion, my situation is a bit of a hybrid where art studios and the public are concerned. My studio, where I'm recording this podcast from, is located in the back of the Rogue Buddha Gallery. It is, very much so, a part of the gallery. In addition to my easel and workspace, desk, and computer, the walls are covered in art, that by myself and others, and there's a lounge area for the public to sit and marinate in the work surrounding them. While not necessarily open to the public during gallery hours, at most events and all art openings, the space is readily accessible, and I encourage the public to peruse and linger. And so when I reopened the gallery for a full schedule, I also reopened my studio to the public, and in doing so reopened my inner sanctum. Solitary confinement? Bye-bye. Not to compare myself with the immortal Michael Jordan, but... Just as Michael Jordan had to reacclimate his muscles to playing basketball upon his return after retirement and after having trained his body for playing baseball, so too I had to retrain my atrophied psyche, if you will, for the daily grind of gallery and public life. Looking back upon the past year, it's plain to me why I wasn't in the headspace to sit down and craft a new episode of Art Wonderful or delve into the inner minds of other creatives via interviews i've been busy doing layup drills and practicing my hook shot if you will however slowly but surely i have once again gotten into game shape with a little help from my friends and i'll talk more about that in the next episode of our wonderful look at that barely back at it with my first episode in over a year and i'm already working on the next episode god it feels good to be back So let's catch up on all that happened over the past year, shall we? I promise to keep it brief. It was a busy 2022 to be sure. First and foremost, we saw a return to exhibitions and opened the season with the return of the always popular, fun, and highly anticipated Unloved Creatures exhibit. This exhibit, in its third iteration, once again featured the core four artists, Eli Lipson, Heather Renault, Alex Kuno, and John Sauer. In addition, work by Angel Hawari, DC Ice, Li Tao, Chuck Yu, John Bivens, Junkie Kid, myself, and Phaedra O'Dell all joined the fray. If you're unfamiliar with the Unloved Creatures exhibits, think a bizarre mix of nature gods, alien animals, dimly lit alternate universes, and melancholic carnivals. Alongside other weirdly wild and fantastical creatures and concoctions and you'll find yourself on the right path. And speaking of Unloved Creatures, it's almost that time again when we'll be mounting Unloved Creatures 4, but more about that in the near future. The summer of 2022 saw the return to the gallery of Adam Little, an artist out of Davenport, Iowa, for his second solo exhibit. His return to the walls featured a menagerie of new and exotic creatures, personages, and mythic narratives, We still have a number of his original drawings on offer in the gallery and soon to be available on the gallery website. And it's hard to believe, but only the second ever open call for art took place in September when the Rogue Buddha paired up with Dark Energy to collaborate on their serial dance event, The Vampire's Ball, which was in its sixth year. I always have a tough time saying the word sixth. For our part, We hosted an open call for art, all things vampire-related. The show is called The Dark Blue in reference to a magazine that featured a serial novel, which helped give shape and form to our current vision of what a vampire and vampirism is all about. The show featured some 50 artists whose interpretations on vampirism was far-ranging in scope and offered everything from very literal depictions of some of our favorite vampires to more abstract and, frankly, very conceptual iterations on the theme. We were also honored to have this exhibit included in a wonderful article entitled The Vampire is a Virus is Desire, The Dark Blue and Other Post-Human Encounters by Christina Schmid. I highly recommend you take some time and read this article fully. It's available at mnartists.walkerart.org. And we rounded the year out with an exhibit entitled Requiem, which featured some 20 new works by myself. This exhibit explored death and dying to rebirth and childhood, somehow a fitting way to bookend the rebirth of the Rogue Buddha Gallery in 2022. Now, there was one exhibit that took place in 2021, again featuring work by myself. This exhibit was called Mysterium, and featured a new body of three-dimensional pieces, sculptural works I call Tabernacles. I'll talk more about those in a future episode, so we'll leave it at that for now. In addition to exhibitions, last year saw the return of our monthly Death Cafe series, hosted by the always amazing Kristen Ament. If you're unfamiliar, the Death Cafe is a worldwide phenomenon, with some 7,000 of them taking place across this vast plain we call Earth. These events are free and open to the public and offer an intimate space for attendees, oftentimes total strangers, to discuss and explore all things related to death. While there's no agenda and typically no specified topic to start the night off with, typically the conversation effortlessly morphs into any number of areas, which have ranged in scope from end-of-life care and end-of-life protocols to various methods of burial to ruminations on the existence of, or not, an afterlife, reincarnation, and so, so much more. 2022 saw a bit of innovation on our part where the Death Cafe is concerned. Now in its fourth or fifth year, here at the Rogue Buddha that is, Kristen and I decided to mix things up a bit and hosted three themed death cafes in a row. Starting in September, we started the night off in a cemetery. That's right, a group of about 12 of us met at a local cemetery and after a brief intro to the event, were free to roam, either alone or with others. Afterwards, we reconvened at the Rogue Buddha Gallery and the death cafe progressed as normal conversation organically centered around our experiences and thoughts had while wandering a beautiful cemetery grounds. October brought the paranormal to the Death Cafe. Paranormal investigator and host of Ghost Box Radio on AM 950, Greg Bakken joined the Death Cafe to give a two-hour presentation on all things paranormal. Greg brought with him a number of instruments integral to his investigations on site and useful for communing with the other side, all of which he was more than willing to demonstrate for us. And whatever your thoughts are on the afterlife, ghosts and the like, I will say this, there were truly some startling moments, such as when he asked at the ether if there were any spirits in the room, and through the white noise of his spirit box, a male voice replied, Very clearly, multiple. It was later learned one of them was named Dave. If you're listening from somewhere in the great beyond, Dave, shouts out, my friend. And lastly, we rounded out the 2022 Death Cafe season in November with an ancestral potluck in which attendees were encouraged to bring a favorite dish of a loved one past. This proved to be a special event on so many levels, as each of us were able to share a little bit about the dish prepared and the person it represented. The foods on hand included everything from Hungarian stew to lutefisk. For my part, I baked my mom's secret and famous poppy seed bread. The German recipe, not the Polish. Or is it the other way around? I always forget. Either way, the sweeter version. And fun was had by all. After a month break to celebrate the holidays, the Death Cafe will again return at the end of January. 2022 also saw the return of private rentals in the Rogue Buddha Gallery spoken word music performances, pop-up trunk shows, and, of course, normal gallery hours. Now, if you haven't been to the gallery in a while, you'll notice upon your return that there have been a number of upgrades made to the space. But I'll leave that for the next episode. I will just say that in relation to those upgrades, we did start a new tradition this holiday season by creating a holiday window display. This year's was called A Fanciful Carousel. Which featured a number of artists, but most prominently the always gorgeous dolls of the always magical Rachel Gerard. More about this display in the next episode. For the meantime, keep an eye out for a new display coming mid February. And lastly, for 2022, we hosted a New Year's Eve party in the PA Hall above the gallery in tandem with our seventh VIP dining experience in the gallery itself. These dining experiences are truly one-of-a-kind events and offer a rare opportunity to dine in fine style surrounded by art. Capped at 20 people, the multiple-course meals are (coughs) curated specifically for these events by executive chef Joshua Lindquist and sous-chef Tommy Vu, both from the Northeast Social Restaurant. The dinner is served on an always new and beautifully (coughs) bespoke dinner setting. The past three dinner settings have come at the creative hands of one Ken O'Brien, aka Ken Fancy. But we'll get back to him and his role at the Rogue Buddha Gallery in the next episode. After dinner, we all gathered upstairs in the PA Hall to dance our asses off and the night away to 80s new wave and pop tunes. And at the stroke of midnight, the Rogue Buddha was officially 24 years old. enough of the past. It's onward and upward as the Rogue Booty Gallery moves into the new year with a full schedule of exhibits, events, dinners, death cafes, and coffee clatches on the books. We're also very much available for rentals and helping you host your next great event. Speaking of events, usually in each episode I recommend a few exhibits worth your while checking out should you find yourself in this neck of the woods. As this is the first episode in quite some time, and we just happen to have a new exhibit which opened here this past Friday the 13th, I think I'll do some selfish self-promotion. Aldrich Collaborative Paintings by Adam Marks, Johnny Kelson, and Matt Franzen, again, opened Friday, January 13th. Aldrich is the culmination of collaborative paintings by the three featured artists as well as individually made works by each. The idea started as an experiment and an excuse to get together weekly as friends, soon-to-be colleagues. While the intent was clear, the meaning of each painting was surrendered and almost never discussed, and the idea of creating any rules to be followed was quickly vetoed. The three did not physically work on pieces together, but rather loosely discussed them and exchanged them at the end of the night. Aldrich runs through February 10th, 2023, and the entire show will be available for view and purchase on the Rogue Buddha website here soonly. You can learn more about this exhibit and get all the details by visiting us online at roguebuddha.com. While you're on the interwebs, be sure to visit our good friends over at mplsart.com. Along with this exhibit, mplsart.com has the most up-to-date and current resources for all things Minneapolis arts-related. They have an essential directory of galleries linked up so you can visit all the awesomeness this city has to offer. That, again, is at our good friends, mplsart.com. And while online, show some love to the Northeast Minneapolis Arts District, now voted, once again, the number one arts district in the country. I think that makes two or three times it's been voted number one. I forget. Anywho, check them out at Northeast Minneapolis org. That is a mouthful. Northeast Minneapolis Arts This is a wonderful resource for exploring everything the Minneapolis Arts District has to offer. And wow, look at that. The first episode in over a year is in the books. It really does feel good to be back, and I promise not to leave you hanging like that again. You know, the funny thing is, there were a few times there that I thought maybe that last episode back in the day, well, it might have been a wrap for this podcast. There's a thing called pod fade. That's basically where momentum behind a podcast just sort of well, it dwindles out and fades and never really comes back to life. But the one thing that made me bound and determined not to let that happen to this podcast was you, the listeners. In particular, those of you who have reached out either online or in person when randomly we may have bumped into each other out there in the non-interweb world. Your comments and remarks about listening to the podcast and what these episodes have meant to you, well, it really has meant a lot to me and has kept that fire burning to make more, even if at times that fire was little more than a flickering flame. No matter how low that flame may have gotten, it was always enough, fueled entirely by you, to keep me going and keep this podcast alive, as this episode is a testament to. Now, I hope I didn't bore you too much with reflections on the past year. If you're anything like me, you probably don't really get into those brag sheets we get from aunts and uncles at the holidays, telling us all about the exploits of little Timmy and Susie, but I thought it important to bring everyone back up to speed so that we can all take launch together, wings in unison, as we move into the future. As it is a new year and a time for reflecting and taking stock, well, it just seemed like the right thing to do for this episode but rest assured, in future episodes, we will not only get to hear from so many talented artists and those in the creative fields, but we might just finally figure out what art is in the first place. Okay, probably not, but that's okay. We'll still try our best, and after all, life is better when mixed with a bit of good old-fashioned mystery and a puzzle to solve. So, This is a wrap for episode 25 of Art Wonderful, coming to you from deep inside the Rogue Buddha Gallery. I want to thank you for joining me, and I hope you do so again and often. And please, feel free to share this podcast with your art-loving friends, or, for that matter, your non-art-loving friends as well. Everybody could use more art in their life. Until next time, remember, the best life is the creative life, and the best self is the artistic self. Cheers.